0: Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Eric Vondong, along with my co host, Addison Elko. Two months too long, but episode 43 is here. That it is. And uh, Chad Patterson up in Syracuse. How are you doing, Chad? Uh,
1: I'm good. It's a little bit snowy up here. Um, two months is a long time, and it's, it's good to be back with um, uh, Angel Box and my good friend, Warm Flaps.
0: <laughs> what were you, you, Deep Cave?
1: Uh, Super Cave.
0: Super Cave. Super Cave. What a trio. You know, yeah. episode 43, had to come back with a bang. And I think um, announcing yourselves as warm flaps really, really <laughs> does. It. Really drives the viewers. Yeah. And uh, that being said, we have a, we have a great show ahead. Um, like I said, a lot of time in between shows. But let's start just, we had a great fifth season. Awesome fifth season. We have I, unf- I guess. Un- Unfortunately, we have a 3 P which we really, really didn't want to happen this early in the game. I, he he got to respect it, though. Mike Rogers built one hell of a team and continued to compete. There was never any questions. He was always a contender. And um, he uh, he proved that he, he went with the upset. Because I think going into the season it was really heavily thinking this is next year. Yeah, well, it was two years ago when DJ went down. We're like, okay,
2: Rogers is vulnerable. Rogers wins. But he was like a powerhouse throughout the regular season. This year, the whole Rolivion Bell drama was made him useless this whole season. Roger started 4 and 3. He had a 3 game losing streak and that in my head like this is finally the year. He even texted he's like, you know, I haven't gotten the trophy engraved yet, but I know a new owner. So I'm going to get ahead on that. And then he just he gets into the playoffs as a 4 seed. His team was still stacked. Historic luck of the playoff opponents, I would say the last few years, but yeah, you got to beat who you got to beat. And it, it does, it makes the league look a little uncompetitive despite how insanely competitive it is that someone can win three times in a row, especially losing their best player arguably the last two years.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, it's three-peating in, in our league, especially a, a league that's so competitive. Um, it's pretty crazy. And I don't know if if we'll ever see that again or when that could ever happen again, Um but it's super rare and it's very hard to do. So shout out to to Mike Rogers. I was going to point out what Ad said that he did have really really good luck with his opponents, like barely scoring in the playoffs, which is not ideal for them, but ideal for him and a win to win. So congrats, Mike Rogers. Yeah, poor
2: poor douche. I, I I have some of this written in my soon to be tier rankings, but um, had historically the best points per week of all time was the only team ever to go 12-1, and earns the first round bye, and then I think his team put up like a 106 in the semis. Just a huge egg. Just really unfortunate for Dooch. He's been close. He's been in the finals twice, I think. And it seemed like this was, of all the years, this was this year with Chubb emerging at the end of the year. That trade for Gordon and Kelsey seemed to pan out very well. Um, so, yeah, very unfortunate for Dooch. And, you know, kudos to Greg making his second finals appearance. Couldn't quite top Rodgers, but nothing nothing to be ashamed of there.
0: No, Greg had another great season as well. Um, I'm interested to see how his team does moving forward. He's got some older guys. He doesn't really have any any high picks. I, I'm sure he'll work his snake, Satan, magic. I, I noted exactly that. So I said my keynotes where he has no
2: picks, but it seems every year he finds his way into the first. And I know to thank God he loves veterans because he traded and took Marshawn Lynch over Alvin Kamara. And traded in and took um, the McKinnon over Chop. So thank, thank God. Yeah. But yeah. I think he's going to go for it this year and then rebuild, is, is, I, my, is my prediction. I think he'll try to get more into 2020. He'll do one last push in 2019 with some of his
0: older guys and then eventually try to blow it up. He does have an easy target with me having six of the twenty twenty firsts. I feel like he planned that pretty well. Yeah, I'll probably just give you girly of them. just do that. Right out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you can have never you,
1: you can never count out Greg. You can never count out Dooch. They're they're they the two teams that oh them and Rogers, pretty consistently are always good and always in the playoffs.
2: I mean, Nick um, lost six six in a row and still was in the final four.
1: Yeah, um, so. but I mean, again, they both ran into some dumb luck like. Muller lost Emmanuel Sanders Gurley, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Duce lost Melvin Gordon. He did. So and, and Eckler, yeah, yeah. So not not ideal towards the back end of of the season, but especially the Emmanuel Sanders one. What a freak accident to happen. Yeah, seriously. So, but still, to make the to make the championship without you know your number two receiver, it's pretty impressive.
2: Definitely, but then you can point on injuries all you want. But Rodgers did it without Le'Veon Bell. Right. Yeah. And, and a down. Lot. And a down year
1: from David Johnson.
2: Mike Fuller was out a lot of the year. He had. He had a lot of injuries. He yeah. Did. His team just. Christian McCaffrey. Hilton just never goes away.
1: Michael Thomas is great. Michael
2: Thomas.
0: Yeah, just
1: a great team. Decent. Decent.
0: Uh, but yeah, one great year. Ended it off with uh, another successful winter meetings. Fortunately, no trades at winter meetings, but it was a great trip nonetheless.
2: Yeah, I got a little bit too hungover the first night,
0: but yes, somewhat. Yes. Some. You
2: know. <laughs> somewhat rallied the second night but the the draft Kings room was was awesome
1: yeah that was I so cool i'm so upset
2: it was really really cool would love to go back there i know there's like a plan maybe vegas for uh greg's bachelor party but now that I mean, he's even said like if that's you know that's just too much or it doesn't work out that ac would just lock that room up and hell that's, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome
1: you rich um, folk are gonna yeah. make me go broke having bachelor <laughs> parties in nashville and las vegas
2: well, that'll be that'll be the following year. So you got you got a year to save. Yeah, you got a year.
1: And getting married in Italy—that's a good yeah, thing. <laughs> <good. laughs> Can you chill?
0: But yeah, good times ahead. Happy things, good things. Um, but that being said, as we recap the season as it officially comes to a close, let's check out how the rankings have kind of compared from where we ended off and where we thought they would be come week one. So Chad, maybe what I'm saying is, could you pull up the final standings for our? For this
2: year? Yeah. Cause I have what we voted on as the post rookie draft week one standings. And I'll start from the bottom because I know this matches up. We did project Kojak to be the worst team. We did. Finished at, at, at the last, barely above me. Was not a great year for me. But we got we nailed that.
0: Yeah. We're pretty good on Kojak.
2: Third team we had Rob. And I'm surprised we had him this low. I mean maybe we didn't expect on to contribute like he did. Mm-hmm. And other guys on his team. Anthony Miller had some moments, and he does other guys contribute. He always kind of has like solid guys. He never blows up for a lot of points, but he's never really the low score. It's like the, the, 130. the 130. The 130 guy, and that'll get you some wins. And guys going down in the preseason was unfortunate for him. You got to think if Geis was healthy and Karen didn't get nicked up toward the end of the year,
0: He's got to be thinking he's a playoff team going into next year, possibly. It's also called kittle possible tight end one. Yeah, he's like a like a wide receiver high end two. So where did where did Rob finish? So Rob actually finished in eighth.
2: So didn't didn't get
0: that right? No, no, far off on that one. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, twelve. We had you, Eric. Yes, not, yes, nailed it. Not not that far off. No, no, and I, I I hate to say it, but it was unfortunately my highest finish ever. At, at what? At eleven. <laughs> so moving up to twelve point six six to like twelve point three three. Eleventh, we had Josh. Chad, do you know where he finished? Yeah, he was he was twelve.
1: I'm trying to see. Now, Here we go, standings. There we go, because it was sorted by the consolation bracket and stuff.
0: Oh, I just uh, yeah, I, t- I took it out. I, I'm just using the draft order because that's where we all ended up finishing.
1: Okay, so who were you For saying?
0: Josh, so Josh finished. We Josh have... was 12. Oh, so we had an 11. So we nailed that. Yeah, I was 11.
2: Um, this one was maybe our biggest whiff. We had Wire at 10th, and he was voted breakout owner of the year. Chad, I don't know who you voted for, but had to be pretty impressed with Wire's run this year. I think he came in second our division. He was neck and neck with Greg pretty much the whole year. But you gotta like Wire's. Do you do you still think Wire could be a powerhouse team coming next year, Chad?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely think that he had a great year this year. He um, won some big matchups in a tough division. Um, And he just showed that his team is pretty solid, even with that OBJ trade not exactly going his way. Imagine if
0: he held them. He would have just blown everyone
1: out. I'm sure
2: he would have scored, like, 98 against Rodgers in the finals. Yeah, absolutely. So, (laughs) so whiffed on that. I think he finished fourth, fifth? Fifth. Okay, so we always kind of had Wire as a fringe playoff team. Maybe we just thought other teams that we had to listen above them would, you know, emerge a little faster than Wire because he's in a tough division. But number nine, we had Itzler. That was pretty spot on. Itzler was 10. Okay, so nailed it. Um, Middle-of-the-road team, I don't think we bought into the second-place finish of last year. Not an easy out.
0: No, no one but really he, is, at the end, he was somewhat in the playoff run. I know what he was, like, in it, like but like entirely of mathematically like eliminated But not not really anyone. Josh passed, so he's he was technically in it. He was like a half game out. Sure, yeah. No,
2: no. This year was very log jammed between like the fourth and fifth seats, and the sixth were all up for grabs in the last week. And that's what was in there. You just needed some people
0: to lose. Um, Eight was tiz. Yes. No. 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 Nine was tiz. Eight was Rob. So we had eight tiz. Okay. We did really well.
1: Yeah, we did pretty well.
2: This is pretty good. Um, you know, tiz. Great
0: team, and Dalvin Dalvin Cook is an issue. Tiz has is some has
1: some all time bad luck this year with scheduling. He put up a lot of points but lost a lot of high scoring games.
2: Now, Chad, what is your value right now on on a Dalvin Cook? Because I feel like people, and I saw this amongst people like in the Tw- uh, Dynasty Twitter community where people were anointing him way too early mm-hmm. as like this top ten Dynasty back, despite not having a lot of games played in his rookie season, uh-huh. and then it's kind of banged up in his sophomore season too. Like, would you be afraid to give up – it's hard to say multiple firsts obviously you would, but if it was like a startup, I think he's like a running back
0: 12-ish, 10 I was going to say late round three.
1: I was going to say earlier than that. I was going to say early three, late second.
0: Okay. Because that's where he was going. He was going like 16, 17, so like early second here. I feel like he falls a little bit because of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a really polarizing player. A lot of people really love him, and some don't. There's no, yeah. really no middle the ground the you got to be
2: concerned yeah. about the yeah, injuries. Yeah, for sure. But some, some even argue when he does play, is he like that? Um, like Obviously, he's good, but I mm-hmm. think some people do value him as like yeah. the elite crop of running backs. Yes. I'm kind of in the middle. I think I'm more toward elite than shying away from him. I would love to buy him, but I think he's on an owner right now who values him as the
0: elite, so it would be hard to get rid of him. You'll never get him, unless you give him, like, seven first. Would,
1: would you Would you take him over Fournette? I think I would. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I think i take Fournette.
1: I'll I think I'm Fournette. taking Cook.
0: I, I rationally love Fournette. I mean, he's got bigger injury concerns than Cook does. I know he does, but I think in the long run, I think if you're trying to uh, – I think within the next two years, I go Fournette. I think outside of that, I go Cook. So if you're – I mean, they're both – too young to
2: call them one a win now move and whatnot no no i'm not even
0: saying a win now versus a win now like I'm, I'm saying with fournette style play he runs himself out of the nfl sooner but i like him right now better than i like cook so i'm saying if you're making the deal so redraft the next... you want fournette for dynasty one yes cook? okay that's fair well this is the elite dynasty podcast fair
2: <laughs> so you want cook hmm. <laughs> i'm a win now i'm a win now squad okay. The Elite Win Now podcast. Elite Win Now.
1: <laughs> That's a good, it's a good, it's a good debate because during what was it twenty was that twenty seventeen draft, mm-hmm. they were neck and neck as well, but on a much yeah, on a, a much more elite level. Now right, they're yeah. kind of like, like the mid range to late, you know, RB ones, and it's different. But they're still kind of like you're comparing both running backs.
2: Yep. But someone argue, you know, ignoring maybe Kamara based on who was picked in that upper tier that on draft, that you would take Mixon and
0: McCaffrey over
1: both of them. I would.
0: I would take McCaffrey. I wouldn't take Mixon. I would put Mixon at number four. If we're, if we're just doing the top four, minus Corey Davis, I think i go – Oh, no, the running backs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Minus, so the top five it was Corey Davis and then the four running backs, mm-hmm. right? So then if I had to do it, i go McCaffrey, Fournette, Cook, Mixon. Um, i put Mixon last. What a great
1: class. Are you counting out? So you're so you're saying Camaro is the auto one?
2: Um, You can argue probably him at two or one.
1: Yeah, because... Well, first for me... Over
0: him. I'd rather have Camaro, but...
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, taking Camaro first out of all those guys.
0: Two. I know, obviously, it's a different situation, but the obscene class. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so going back to the rankings, so number seven, we had Chad. I think he... What'd you finish, Chad? Eight, uh, nine? I finished seven. No, he
0: was
2: seven. Oh, you were seven? Yeah, he was yeah. seven. We're pretty good. We're... Yeah, We only whiffed on like two, and we'll, we'll get to another whiff soon with me. But five, we had Dooch, and I think the five was solely driven by Chad's number eight ranking. Did I think <laughs> I think me and Eric had him consistently at like three. three. Yeah. So me and Eric nailed it. Chad, you whiffed big.
1: Why well, I, I took a shot. So sue me. <laughs> it was a hot take.
2: It was just funny, because it would have been funny if he won the whole league,
1: because he finished fourth.
2: So yeah. actually, our fifth is actually pretty accurate. Oh, no, he finished third. No, I have him third. Yeah. Okay, third. So, that, it's still pretty close, but he was running. Away. It was just funny, the <laughs> one year you go against him, he's just setting historic records for the league of record and points for.
1: Oh, fuck me, right?
2: Um, number four, probably the biggest whiff, was me. Uh, I mean, post-rookie, I didn't make the Julio trade at the time, but still a lot of my guys that should have panned out better just didn't. Um, I think not get Connor till late, so i was voted biggest disappointment i i served my ice and i'm hoping to be better next year i'm wondering if due to my low success but with a somewhat similar team if not better team if i will spook people in future rankings of putting me in the in the playoff tier i don't think or so. do i do have to
0: earn the trust back of the league i think i don't think you do your team's still talent's still there it's an unfortunate year and you have picked one and two do. Do You do you assume one of them hits
2: I'm really hoping both of them
0: in. Well, I'm saying, I'm going 50%. I'm going one of them hitting. I'm getting, like, one Zeke, one Laquan. Yeah. All right. I'll Lock that it. in. I think, I think you'll take um, that.
1: Hmm? I said, I think you'll take that.
2: Yeah, I would definitely take that. Yeah, want a heartbeat. Uh, three, Greg nailed it. Yep. He finished second. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to speed this up. Two, we had Nick. He finished, what, fourth? fourth? That's still... That's still, it's a,
0: a toss-up. Yeah,
2: I that's nice. toss-up, because especially our division... I would say nailed it, and then Rogers won, nailed it. Yeah. We should just saw this three coming since before week one.
0: Yeah,
1: we knew yeah.
2: it.
0: We're, that was phenomenal. I didn't. I didn't remember us doing that well. Yeah, yeah. good so for we us. Left on me, Rob and Wire.
2: Everything else, we were pretty spot. Oh, we didn't. I didn't even talk about Rich. Rich six. I think he finished six. Yep, that's a good. Yeah. So nailed that. We're so so good. So dumb. good job. To, <laughs> good job us. Hold on. Yeah. Good All sesh. Right. Good
0: sesh. Um. So. Like I said, great 2018 year. How, Very excited for the 19 off season. Um, literally just got a, a Reddit report 2019 NFL draft class preview, um, so I'm going to probably read that in between takes. Very excited. Um, but let's start with some NFL news and notes before we head into our way too early mock draft. So basically, are the main points of interest here: Black Monday. I think it was what nine coaches got canned. Nine or seven? A lot of coaches got canned mm-hmm. on Black Monday. Um, so we're starting to see some of the hirings. And none were Jason Garrett. No more Jason Garrett. No, no, none knock were, on. Yeah. no, none were. Oh, none were. <laughs> yeah. It is sad. It is sad. Yeah. What are you going to
1: do? Hey, at least yeah. you still got Scott Linehan. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: So I think the most notable head coaching move is that Bruce Arians takes the job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they have a very good offense in place. They have a high for, what, a 10 or something around there this year I think they have a good pick this year um, they're an ascending team and a very strong offense you have a young quarterback in Jameis you have Mike Evans you have Godwin who started the show very well you have OJ Howard you have Femmes Watson the Justin Watson athletic freak mm-hmm. so you have a lot of pieces there for a fun offense they have money there's been Livy on bail rumors I love the fit with Arians big offensive guy QB whisperer so so they say and I think uh it's gonna help Jameis's career a lot yeah uh, I was just reading the article about him being the QB whisperer and it's not even like head coaching jobs when he
2: does any kind of assistant coach or you know QB wh- whatever he falls into place with certain teams that he's basically turned around like Peyton kind of struggled as a rookie he came and he did well Big Ben had his struggles and immaturity issues he came in helped out Big Ben Andrew Luck Carson Palmer so people are thinking that Winston's still only 25, I think, still young, immaturity issues. If he gets a, a better veteran coach like Bruce Arians in there to help set him straight and um, you know, unlock his potential, so that should open up the offense. So people are saying, you know, buy low on Jameis because, excuse me, how, how much the offense has struggled. But, yeah, I mean, evidence should improve. Uh, I don't know, I guess Goodwin or Godwin, you were saying, hopefully i'm hoping humphrey stays at this point yeah absolutely uh and then i don't have like exactly the stats to back it up but the consensus is in the bruce arians offense the tight ends aren't utilized as much and then some could argue maybe he's never had the tight end talent of oj so we'll see we'll see if that hurts his value i would think that would be the only question mark of this trade or acquisition
1: yeah
2: with everything else kind of pointing up for all the other skill position players on tampa Bay, should be should be fun
1: yeah, they were a fun team to start the year too, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing for like six thousand yards every game for the first three games.
2: And they still like lead the league in points. They... they were up there in offensive yards. They were, yeah, they were. They were but their but their defense was just dog shit.
1: Yeah, but they they definitely seemed like they definitely seemed like a little raw. So you know, I think Arians is gonna come in there and he's gonna, you know, finally get a system. But I it... I think that the hype on him is a little out of control though. To be honest, if he's getting like Sean McVay hype, he's gonna come. He's gonna come. He's gonna save the team. <laughs> But like, wasn't he canned previously, like multiple other times? Arians? Yeah.
0: Um, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I just know he retired for like illness and then came back. Oh, yeah.
1: maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but I, I feel like every team that he's coached before has been pretty average.
2: He's also a classic, uh, what people like people can dress like him in the stands type of coach.
1: He's yeah. got that look. Yeah. He
2: got the stash. He's got that the football cool, guy. Like yeah. the hat that he always wears. Yeah so we'll see i don't know his i mean his career in nfl is 50 32 and one is 60 percent winning so that's pretty good I mean, yeah that's pretty good Bartek better than i thought <laughs>
0: <laughs> misread that
2: so, um so yeah that should be good and eric
0: the next one is just kind of more your than your take the next one the, regime. the next one i'm excited about freddie kitchens gets officially hired as the browns head coach I like the move. I think we've spoken about it before. Like I said, although he's probably not ready to be a head coach, you have to hire him or he's going to walk for an absurd amount of money. So, I mean, I think you, you keep him in the system. Your offense is comfortable with him, clearly. It's an unbelievable improvement from the Hugh Jackson era in just a few short games. So, very happy with the signing. Um, also, like Todd Monken, who, as we were just talking about with the, the Buccaneers, high-powered offense to start the season, he was their offensive coordinator this year. So, I mean – that's an exciting hire as well. So I think it's going to be a fun, fun offense and a big fantasy offense, hopefully, with uh, Callaway and Njoku being wide receiver and tight end ones, respectively.
1: Yeah, their their offense was so much fun to watch last year when he was gone. They would do, like, these insane trick plays. You have Landry throwing to Jarvis. You have...
0: Landry throwing to Jarvis.
1: Or, uh, sorry, Landry throwing to Baker in the end zone for the two-point yeah, conversion. Yeah. Um, you have that Landry 68-yard bomb to who was that brashad perriman who was making a revival <laughs> yep. in, in cleveland so they, they're they honestly they're fun to watch and i hate saying that because you know they're obviously division rivals but i think baker and i think freddie kitchens are going to do big things
2: now eric of all the because people like to go back and look at brown's trades and look at the quarterbacks they could have taken and it's funny i was actually listening to a podcast where we were talking about Deshaun watson and you didn't want him are you now happy Maybe not the patients, because they still have run other QBs in and out of the system, but are you coming to terms or really happy with the Baker Mayfield
0: pick at this point? Well, I love the Baker Mayfield pick. I'm, I'm very, very happy with it. I didn't hate... I, I, I was fine with it when we took it. The ones I didn't like was Denzel Ward. I was upset with that pick. Obviously proved me wrong. I'm very, very happy with that. Um, but no, I, I like the Baker pick. I think it was the the attitude. It's just literally Cleveland embodies my personality. It's depressed and sad for no reason all the time. So, I mean, like, no one thinks you're going to win. You're always a joke. Like blah, blah blah blah. That's that's Cleveland to a T. So I think that winning attitude was enormous, and I'm very very happy they took them. All right. Um, and then I think the only other one. Um, I mean, well, actually, there's a couple. We have Matt Lafleur in Green Bay. So that, I mean, hopefully that revives Aaron Rodgers and fam isn't starting Josh Allen over him um, yes, yes. <laughs> anymore. You have Kingsbury in Arizona, which yeah. could be a fun offense. Which you, uh, I was about to say, Drew Rosenhaus, Josh Rosen. Um, Gays high on Molly. Gays high on Molly. What was that? Conference. There, I, I, I've liked all the head coaching moves so far. I don't, I don't think there's been any, any kind of question marks. I've yeah, you M- McCarthy it. not getting a job and announcing he doesn't want to coach in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic, classic. classic. Um, but no, I, I, think it's been good, and I think it's all been fi- uh, positive from a, uh, a fantasy standpoint specifically because everyone's trying to find the next Sean McVay. Yeah. Uh, Chad, anything to add before we move on to? Um, my boy, Kyler, going to play in the MLB Murray?
1: No, hit on it, bro. All
0: right. So, I mean, at this point really doesn't matter because so, Kyler is playing for the Oakland Athletics. Okay. Um, but <laughs> any, anything to add? So, Chad, there's been a lot of debate
1: in
2: the group chat about where he goes or doesn't go. Where do you think he lands in the draft? Assuming no one trades up for him as it stands right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing reports of, what, like second day guy? Um, but I've also I seen por-
2: I, then he won't play.
1: Yeah, I mean I've also seen ports of going day one. I, I think since the QB class is so weak this year, I think he'll be back end first round. He's a guy that that won the Heisman, who has all this hype, who has the talent, who's not going to take a shot on him at, in the later round of the fir- of the first round.
2: I uh, I'm not saying you're not right. Obviously, the hype is going to come into question and then just if you take him and he's not so say say he say he gets the point in the in the late first or even after the first and he doesn't he's not going to get the money does he just pull himself out does he just tell all the teams don't draft me because I'm going to play he probably has to you can't get he can't have a team waste to pick on you and then
0: what well, I don't know it is cuz he didn't he never signed the contract no, but obviously if... that'll burn a bridge. That'll be horrible if he just doesn't play. Well, if I, th- I think he could still go play with the athletes That's a, I, I think he can. Even so that's if he not out of question. But I think, at this point,
2: he thinks he has the possibility of going top fifteen, top ten maybe, and getting a boatload of guaranteed money. You know, first round QB pedigree. He'll he'll get his starts. He'll be a backup, assuming he doesn't get run out of the league. But I think if he doesn't go day one, he has to pull himself out and just then go with baseball. Because the date to second round contract is going to be so much smaller and not guaranteed and not, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's banking on. His agent must be telling him, if you get picked between this and that, you'll get this much money versus baseball. You don't have to put this many years into, you know, all that. But at some point, there's got to be a break even of, okay, I'd rather just play baseball.
1: That would be re- an unprecedented move. You actually think that could happen?
2: I think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get drafted first round and he pulls
0: out. Wow. I can't blame him, but that would just look so bad.
1: Yeah. I
2: think he's doing it because he thinks he can make more money. Like, immediately. I'm sure... I don't know with the contracts of day two quarterbacks, but I I feel like this has to be assuming he's getting picked in the mid Oh, it's exorbitantly larger.
0: First round and second round. Yeah, that's
2: what I figured. So, his bonus... I think... I forget how many picks down the line that make more money than his signing bonus, but it's not that much further into round two. It's like barely early round two, and then after that, he would... Have more money playing baseball.
1: Here, here's my question: Has has a QB or when was the last time a QB didn't go in the first round? Wait, what?
2: Well, I mean, other, I mean, Haskins will get picked in the first round. Like oh, the, oh, oh, like but, but don't you might just rise artificially? I know, I know what you're saying. He should go first round,
1: right? Don't you think he's the he's the the best quarterback in this draft?
0: I don't really know the quarterbacks that well.
1: Punishment. Not
0: I. I mean, I've always thought he was going to be too small. Like, I get the appeal and the excitement, but I don't. I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the draft. Well, I guess now that Herbert, uh, Herbert's gone, I think Haskins is more your prototypical quarterback, and I think he still goes ahead of Kyler Murray. I don't think Murray's going to go first. I think if Murray goes, I think he goes like back end of the top ten, so like eight, nine, ten, just because it's going to force it up, like you said before.
2: Okay. What I don't get is everyone's like, oh, he's five. I thought it was five nine. nine because everyone's like oh like he's too short and at one points to like i know it's an, an inch but that means a lot in the nfl drewby's a six foot baker six one i get russell's the same height but are we gonna bank on kyle murray being russell wilson like uh, one
0: of the anomalies of the height quarterback no but there are people that always get they, people shouldn't there there are it, it forces you know quarterbacks are, are overvalued that's what i'm trying to say i just had a
2: in <laughs> but I agree with Chad that some QBs like him will just rise because it's a QB. Yeah,
0: he's a pulse. Absolutely. Actually. I agree. I think the talent's there. I just think he's too small. Oh. Shall we get to the list of trades, which a lot, all but one, involve you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> every, every trade involves me. This is pretty typical. All but um, one. All but one. Uh, so the first one, um, we're combining some trades. I'm getting Devante Parker and Wires 2021st. For mike williams i think i got a 2022nd 20, 20 in there i got a second in there too i don't remember i think Did it was you? like pick 24. i was looking at the sheets no because oh you, no i gave 24 for parker you got that pick and then gave it right back to matt oh yeah okay so parker and wires 2021st for mike williams i like to trade a lot for me love the 2020 class i have six firsts hoping to keep all of them but we'll see
1: chad i don't know this is tough this, i think this depends on uh on uh, Devonte parker because i like mike williams he had he had a great year this year with the chargers and i think he is just you know gaining momentum um i think honestly it's pretty close I, I would lean a little bit the Williams side so i mean i know this is like a no shit but if
2: wire is a late first i would go mike williams mm-hmm. and if wire has like a me year and is 102 then eric i think makes it like a bandit oh for sure so i think of i think of all the, the first he could have went after i think wire is, is a good first to go after i know we like his team but a lot can happen in two years, especially in our division, and it's not like a Duce or a Rogers, but they're always in the playoffs. Yeah. So there's a chance that could be a bottom five first, and then that class could be, as like a wide receiver one, where Mike Williams is forever wide receiver two with Keenan Allen. So yeah, it, I know it's like playing the like the really soft answer, but I guess for next year I'd rather have Mike Williams just because I can't catch it in the 2020 first, but I think it's a good gamble.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you're right. That that's what I was making my. Claim on is the it, I was using wires year this year as a basis. Well, that's fair. If you think that, yeah. then I would
0: agree that I would rather have my
1: yeah, but I do, I do think it's close. Yeah.
0: Sweet. Uh, next deal, also including myself, um, I give Kojak Addison's 2021st four pick 104. Um, had 104 for a little while, immediately traded 104 and Calvin Ridley back to Kojak for 102 and 105. Um, then pretty much immediately traded 102 for 106 addison's 2021st and douche 2019 fourth Um, so like i said i have six 2021s very very invested in the 2020 class love the 2020 class it's a lot of exciting things i think it's going to be like eight or nine high quality RB be future hall of fame rb1s and then some strong receivers i'm thinking like Eight strong RB options, four strong receiver options, and a tight end. First round next year. Well, so breaking it down. So the first was between me and you.
2: And you gave me Kojak in my, in my 2020 first or 104. I had 101. I had 106 at the time. and That was a no-brainer because I think Kojak could yeah. be awful again. And having my own first was a good hedge just in case I was bad this year. Yeah. Then – once i i just kind of wanted a deal and once you sent that to me and i just wanted 102 and that's on.
0: the coolest thing ever is 101, so i
2: immediately just sent that 2020 first i got back i got from you right back to you and threw a 106 for 102 so really for me i give up 104 and 106 for 102 and cojax 2020 i'm pretty happy with that
0: yeah absolutely in,
2: in a lump sum but for you i think you give me 104 and calvin Ridley for 102 and 105 was a great trade for you yeah me too so, because you basically just swap 104 and 105, that's a coin toss, and essentially traded Calvin Ridley for 102, which I would way over. I would put, pick 102 in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, I don't really know what Kojak's angle is there, unless he just really, really believes in Calvin Ridley. Had a way better rookie than I thought he was going to have.
0: He likes players. Ko- Kojak is set on 100% of the time. He likes players.
2: So I don't know. I did the whole add subtract what you got, what you gave. I think all in all, you gave too much for what you received, but you didn't. Make any disastrous moves, I think, except for giving up Kojak's 2020. Yeah. That's right because I that could be argued. It's obviously hard to predict last, and no one's came in last more than once so far. I guess except for you, there wasn't a punishment. But anyone coming last in two years to say that's the most valuable pick this in in the league. Oh no, I didn't come in. I only came in last the
0: one time with the punishment. Kojak came in last. Then you come in
2: first. Who came in last the first every year that we didn't
0: have a punishment? Kojak. Oh, so Kojak is our first two-time last place. Yeah. So maybe – I mean, I hope it's three years. Yeah, so absolutely. That'd be awesome. And, um,
2: yeah. and then the last trade, uh, Mueller gives – and this probably wouldn't have happened if he tried to do it today. Muller gives his 2021 second and third and 2019 fourth and fifth to Rob for Damian Williams. Chad, I'll let you go yeah. over that one.
1: Yeah, this is your classic case of running backs don't matter. Um, Damian Williams, similar to C.J. Anderson, just just proving – that volume is king and just go off for hundreds of yards in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. so really the gamble here is will Damian Williams have the same volume next year? That's where the gamble is. I think to give up a second in two years, a third and a fourth and a fifth, I think it's well worth it. So I would take Damian Williams here. I agree.
2: I, I haven't seen Rob's team and Greg claims is one of the deeper leagues He had no one. Else, he can cut over Damian Williams. I, I find that hard to believe. You're
0: talking I'll, about Rob.
2: Yeah, I have to see his roster and who he's going to keep or not keep. But he's gonna, I mean, I think the, the debate was he's going to keep John Kelly over Damian Williams. I don't even think that's remotely close.
0: No, you keep Damian Williams.
2: Like, even if you think John Kelly is a better player, I don't, only, I don't think I don't he don't think only he felt plays that. if John if Gurley goes down. He's behind the. It's he's behind. He's in the worst situation you could be in being behind Todd Gurley. There's no one else that's worse
0: than being behind Todd Gurley. So I, I think it's the opposite. I think he just he wanted to keep both of them, realized he could get more value for Damian Williams because of the recency bias, and just traded him high while he thought he was trading him high. Obviously, with this news, it's much different, um, so he could keep John Kennedy.
2: I mean, I guess, but he could have gotten I would have given up 114 for Williams. Well, yeah. I mean, you can argue 114 versus a, a slew of these picks, but having picks one and two, I would take the chance on Chiefs not drafting a a running back at 114 and just give up the pick and just see if I have an RB. Because I agree with Greg. If they don't draft a running back, he's like a top 15 back next year.
1: Yeah, yeah totally. He was crushing
0: it.
2: So, I mean, for how long? One, one year probably, two. But still, they didn't give him a two-year contract extension for nothing.
1: That's what I'm saying. That'd like be, to, to give up The a,
2: ultimate goal is to try to win games. What are you saying, Chad? I think
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, to give up a second in two years and then a bunch of thirds and fourths and fifths, like, that's well worth the risk.
2: Yeah, Greg's good kind at of trading for running backs, which I feel like is one of the harder positions to trade for. And yeah, he does a good job at finding the Matt Breida's and Damian is of the league.
0: Yeah, absolutely
2: at good value.
0: It's good talent scout. All
2: right, should we jump into this? Is my favorite time, and I, maybe I'm alone here because to me, the regular season is just super stressful. And it's what you it's what you play for. You play for the regular season, but I love the off season. Offseason is my favorite part by far. I, I think it's pretty lit. Way more fun. There's more trading. I love scouting. I love everyone's hyped to the max. It's just the draft, the combine, everything is just. This is like what makes dynasty separate from redraft. Is the off season. and I have way more fun doing podcasts like these and dissecting the combine, doing all the trades, the hundreds of trades that happen in the off With the regular season, I'm just so stressed every <laughs> Sunday. Mm-hmm. It is just like every play I'm either like I, I don't know I'm, I'm just stressed that's the way I put it and this year was not fun stress because it was not coming last stress not yeah. like I want, the, I want the gene stress it's brutal it's brutal um, so we have our way too early 2019 mock and I think it'd be fun because everyone kind of knows not maybe not everyone but most mocks start from top to bottom and you kind of I think people may lose interest in the bottom because it's like it's kind of a crapshoot so I think maybe we we'll would start from the bottom and kind of Crescendo our way to the top overall
0: rookie. Yeah. Do you use crescendo
1: awesome. as as a verb?
0: I, I was gonna say that was phenomenal. I don't know if that's the right way to use that word. As, I think ascend. But I mean, I know what crescendo <laughs> means. It,
2: it yeah. just felt right. It's using still it. you're going
0: up. I'm yeah. gonna
2: I'm gonna yell louder as I get each to, pick. To each pick. I like that. There we go. <laughs> Let's whisper <laughs> <pick> fourteen. <laughs> so we we said so me and Eric on the side did a mock so can you pull up like whose picks these are so it's kind of weird working backwards I still need to be more fun but we'll kind of explain why we made the pick for the team and then go into the rookie so I had my own first here at pick 14 and there's a lot of people you could pick here Eric there's, there's Henderson we left off there's Sanders Gaskin there's Debo there's there's a ton of guys that could go at 14 but for me I'm going to go Devin Singletary Running back, Florida Atlantic, small guy, five nine, two oh one. But you watch him; he led the league in forced missed tackles. He accumulated over a thousand yards after contact. Great balance, could run between the tackles, sheds off arm tackles like it's nothing. Obviously, if you lead the league, because I, when I thought leads the league in broken tackles, I thought like kind of like a bruiser. But he's 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 tiny. Yeah. Makes guys miss. The biggest knock on him is he he was in the conference USA, so he just didn't really play against anyone that good. But as like a late first flyer, I like him, and he leads the nation in elusive rating. Yeah, I
0: was gonna, I was gonna say, the best thing about him, I think, is his agility. Really, really good in space, makes people miss. Um, I think it's a great, great pick at fourteen. I think he's got, uh, he's definitely got a Just upside. shifty.
1: Yeah, very shifty. So it sounds a little bit like Tariq Cohen.
0: Yeah, Not as fast, but yes,
2: but yeah, as the, I don't know how his um, catching ability is because I think that separates Cohen, but. Yeah, he's like just a small little guy, but just runs through wimpy tacklers like it's nothing. And it is fun. He's fun to watch. Recommend put on his tape. Because, yes, he's just tearing up Conference USA. I think against, like, power conferences, he didn't do as well. But, again, 114, I guarantee you, by the end, in a month, Devin Singletary might be a late second. It just, I don't know, the combine, but, you know, maybe March when the combine
0: happens. But, for now, I kind of like him in the, in the 114 spot. Yeah, great pick. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to 113, um, we have Michael Traynor on the clock. Um, at this point, we're getting him one of the uh, the big receivers. That's what this class is known for or what it's been touted for for quite some time now. We're going to give him Stanford's J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Um, monstrous receiver. Just a big dude, kind of in the mold of Mike Evans. Um, I like him a lot. He's got good hands. He made some big uh, high-pointing high catches at Stanford. was kind of their go-to on that offense, uh, especially when Bryce Love was kind of struggling. Um but I, I think it's a good pick here. I think there's a lot of upside. I just don't know if he's going to have the athletic ability to separate in the NFL. Um, but I mean, I think he can definitely be a red zone target. Definitely be a uh, uh, a critical part of an offense. Yeah, ton of touchdowns.
2: Um, that we shouldn't have known that b- before we got into all these wide receivers. All these wide receivers are huge. Most of them are just gigantic, six three plus wide receivers. And a lot of it is going to be there's no clear one-on-one in this draft, which is scares some people. But I think the notion that this class is weak is a little overstated. I just think there's a lot of strong wide receivers. It's going to matter how the combine goes. They're 40-time, they're three-cone time, and especially where they get drafted. Fit is going to be huge. But I agree, JJ is a, is a great red zone target. I agree with the Mike Evans comp. It just seems like, and what happens with Mike Evans, is every time he catches the ball, he's just on the ground there's just zero yards after carry unless he's you know catching a deep pass where he just outruns the corner but anything over the middle anything where the defenders near him he jumps up with the ball and he's just on the ground
1: yeah six but, six three 225 a yeah, big, yeah he's, he's, he's a monster he's, a monster. A he's not our
2: tallest receiver in this but he he's pretty big i mean i've seen him as high as the wide receiver like three in this
0: class but people I mean, love him people love him but you you kind of think he might be a bust. I do. I'm I'm leaning him more towards the bust, but at, at this spot at 113, it's 100% worth the risk.
2: And that's the thing. And it, now this seems like the NFL, and it might not be necessarily true, but it's kind of going toward the elite route running shifty receivers versus the 50-50 ball receivers. And I think people like Calvin and Laquan have scared a little bit of the bigger receivers, but there's something to be said for the Julio Joneses, the Mike Evans, the DeAndre Hopkins. He's not big, but he's still tall. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Still the old school guys that have dominated for a long time. And hopefully that class has a lot of them, because I may have two of them. Um, who picks 12?
0: Uh, pick 12 would be Ridge.
2: So Ridge, we have him taking Oklahoma's Rodney Anderson.
0: Oh, sorry, Kojak is 12.
2: Kojak taking Rodney Anderson. Uh, you could argue he's the most talented running back in his class. Major, major injury concerns. 2015, broke his leg. 2016 fractures vertebrae 2018 had a knee injury that ended his season but 2017 with baker mayfield had had a great year both catching the ball like running almost it, it seemed like i was watching Mixon again running streaks down the middle out running linebackers or just being the offense uncovered and was you know i had a good size for a running back thought he had good hands can run physical Um, I mean it's been so he has he has good Burst but not the best breakaway speed But I think I think Lincoln Riley has said He sees some mixing in him I don't know if he has that much upside But if he I'm guessing At this point he may pass all the medical You know things that happen in the Combine but I think teams are At least maybe NFL teams or dynasty Teams may still be scared about his injury In the past Having three major season ending injuries But I guess if you can swallow that he could end up being the best running back in the
1: class. Yeah, he yeah. Had, he had a great 2017. He had 188 attempts over a thousand yards, 6.2 rushing average. And then last year he he torched FAU. His first game, five attempts for 100 yards, two touchdowns, five for 100. And then the next game, six <laughs> six for 19 is when he must have been where he got hurt. Uh huh. So he, I mean, he shows that he can run for a really good average, which is what. I feel like teams are definitely looking for nowadays and uh, yeah. he can catch the ball too. 17 receptions, 281 yards, five touchdowns in 2017. So a great 2017, but like you said, the injury concerns are the part that's going to hold people back.
2: Yeah. If he does well in the combine and he passes anything that the, he
1: gets cleared medically,
2: I
0: can see him shooting up the board very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, three down back without the injury concerns. I think he's probably my one oh two in the class. Um, but wow. unfortunately there's not, they're not there. All right. So I think you got the next one. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so now pick eleven is going to be Matt Kojak again. I think these are still Zeke. Is this still part of the Zeke trade back? I hope not, because I this is the the guy I'm not really high on in this first round. I, I hope so. Um, but Kojak on on the clock at pick eleven, we have him taking Marquise Hollywood Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Um, great route runner, great speed guy. Torched torch defenses with Kyle Murray all season long. Um, I, I like him a lot. I think he's he's the Calvin Ridley of this year. He's we agree tiny, he's
2: more Deshaun Jackson than Tyreek
0: Hale? Because that was the first thing yes, I thought was more Deshaun. I'll, I'll agree with that. Absolutely. 100% agree with you there. I still think like Deshaun Jackson, he has a productive NFL career. Sure. I, I, I like him here. I think he's got the upside. I'm, I buy into Hollywood. I just said I wrote future Raider because I just
2: see him running like a 4-3 <laughs> and then Raiders just draft him.
0: The um, HB. But yeah,
2: I, I'm just I'm not a fan of these type of wide receivers. I love them. That's and what we did. To me, they them. just max in a flex spot, and that's really it. And if you can get a, every week flex starter at 111, in a quote week class, excuse me, good for you then. But he's just not. I think I would take both Ronnie Anderson and JJ over him. But hey, I think it was either Kuiper or McShay. I looked at their big board, and Hollywood Brown was number one wide receiver. No no one else. So people love him. I'm sure in the right system you could be a monster. I didn't like Tyreek Hill for a while until I mean he was always productive in the Chiefs offense, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, he did it consistently it and he was in the right system. So I, I don't know where the right fit for him is, but for now I I don't know, I'm just I'm not a fan of his.
1: Let's not forget he's related to Antonio Brown. So Are they cousins? Yeah.
2: Oh shit, he's probably one on one though. <laughs>
1: But he is 5'10", 168, so I'm hey, Chad, are you, are
2: you a fan of these type of speedy,
1: all-or-nothing
2: type of guys?
1: Usually not, and I haven't watched, watched a lot of tape this year, but I have watched Hollywood Brown tape, and he is something else. He is super fast. He reminds me of Tyreek Hill, like you said. So I, I am buying into him this year.
2: No, but I think he's more Deshaun Jackson than Tyreek Hill. Mm. I think people want him to be the next Tyreek Hill, and I don't think that will happen.
0: He's not going to be that good, but he's still going to be very good. Yeah. Well, we'll see.
2: Um, number 10, I can't say I, I don't really care a lot about tight end film because I, I can't evaluate who's a good blocker and all that and who's going to stay in the, on the field longer. But Wire needs a tight end. And Noah Fan from Iowa, six five two forty one, is for now the consensus tight end one. Ironically, the other tight end is team T.J. Hawkinson maybe picked before him. It's crazy they have two tight ends on that same team that are, are maybe first-round guys or round one round two guys but has the hype for the tight end one super athletic i thought watching him he gets off the line super fast they put him in motion a lot and he gets off the line into his flats so fast and it makes him a really good red zone threat because he just shakes off linebackers they're not big enough to cover him it's kind of like how we talked about ingram I don't know what he's gonna. I forgot what Ingram ran the forty. I think it was like a freak thing. I don't know if fans. I that thought fast. Ingram was like a four-four. Yeah, I don't he know. If, I don't know if he's that fat. I don't know if he's that straight line fast. But I mean, a lot of the highlights were him just beating over the top. But it seemed like that he was very shifty in the goal line area. Really good on the play action, catch over the middle. I I, I just think Wired's a great fit for him. I, I mean, I see him in some rookie drafts going as high as six, so he may not even make it to ten, but i don't think tight end is going to be that valued especially if only one team really needs one of all the teams that are picking above wire i don't think anyone's going to take font. i don't know if it's or font um but i think it's a good fit for wire who i think has jimmy graham as his starting is that a
0: handshake it is it is a handshake i don't know what it is though yet it's probably a poor <laughs> offer but continue um yeah i, I love fans as well um I, I could take him at 106 like that's a very strong possibility man just roll out goal line off <laughs> and joku and fat and then Hawkinson. i'm taking Hawkinson and fat five six all right I mean, goal like line a, if fan goes to like
2: the, the packers or the patriots you're gonna consider him at 106 at yeah oh absolutely all right
1: 100%. i don't i don't want a packer tight end i said that about jimmy I just graham
2: true. i know i know it's just so tempting I know we don't use them, but maybe... But it's, they, a, new, it's a new offense. Maybe they
0: it is. Yeah, exactly. It's a they new offense. And before. think about that. LaFleur, you have Delaney Walker, you have John U. Smith. They use the tight ends. There you go. Lock it in.
2: Do you Lock it? Do the next one Form while um, you're training. No, I,
0: I, I can do. I can do the next one. Um, so the next one at pick nine, we have, I believe it's Kojak again. Unfortunately, my work uh, has a passcode. So every time I close the phone, it's it locks out and makes me put it again. My hands are also too sweaty oh, here, here. to push it down. But it is Kojak at pick nine. And Kojak's having himself a draft um, with all these Zeke picks. Uh, getting Damian Harris, uh, Damian Harris running back out of Alabama. I feel like he's a kind of a polarizing player, too. People either are obsessed with him and think he's the next great thing, or people think he's just a jack. There's literally no in-between. I, I like Damian Harris a lot. I think he's going to be a good NFL running back. I think he's got good vision. He has the size. He may not have the breakaway dominant speed, but he's quick. I could see him running like a mid four or five. I think that's a strong possibility. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he can definitely find himself maybe not as a, a stud back, but as a committee back that gets maybe the majority of a timeshare, maybe like a 15-8 a split or something like that, which is productive. You need that in a flex spot.
2: That's literally – that's almost exactly what I had is a committee guy, a poor man's Mark Ingram. I think mm, like they have similar running styles. Um, I agree. It's hard. Usually, I think his his name and being an Alabama RB one will make him just interesting in the dynasty community. He did have to share with well another a couple of, uh, other Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs. So the numbers are never going to like really stand out when you have to share with two other really good running backs. But yeah, you can hit the hole. Good doesn't have great breakaway speed. He's not super elusive. Like. I agree, he can be a solid one-two punch or someone else, has the, I think, the frame to take some of, like, the majority of the snaps and not maybe not be your third-down guy. Although he was involved in the passing game in, in, his, in his senior year, I believe, more so. Or not his senior his last year with Alabama. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not... The more I was watching him, the more I was in liking what I saw. But he's not... I'm not going crazy over him, but I think, I guess compared to who was behind and who he's ahead of i can't argue them at 109 yeah no I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of that uh so up so, next we have no chat was there any little uh, tidbits that you looked up there or no?
1: no i was just gonna say jack city population damian harris all
0: right to the sea <laughs> right. yeah. um, so, so moving on we have pick eight mike trainer on the clock so this is i think
2: the most polarizing guy that you'll find the draft is Riley Ridley, wide receiver, Georgia. So we have him at number eight. I've seen him four. I've seen him as the best wide receiver in the class, and I've seen him in the 20s. The reason is, and Chad, you can look up his numbers, not a lot of production at all in Georgia.
1: Yeah, 44 so, for 570 and nine touchdowns.
2: So the numbers are not going to pop out of you, but look at 2018, look at 2017 at the games he played against Alabama, which are NFL, caliber, defense. And in those two games, he went 6-for-82, and then this year he went 5-for-59 in one touchdown. And I know I don't want to just cherry-pick two of the games, but if there's two of the games I care most about, it's probably when he plays a whole team of NFL-caliber players. So I thought he was very impressive against Alabama. Just when you look at him, I, I, I don't know. He's very good burst in his routes. He makes really good inside cuts, good hands, he adjusts well to the ball in, the, in midair. I just think the production will be the biggest question mark, but I think he is a name that people may not know. He's going to get drafted early, and then people are going to be like, wait, who's this guy, and start shooting up people's boards. But, you know, there's not a ton of, like, highlight reel material on him, but I just think as, like, a polished runner, I mean, runner wide receiver and someone who can be, uh, a possible wide receiver one for a team
0: he has the tools to do that 100% agree um I I, I like Ridley I don't like him as, as much as you do I know you're I think you're higher on him than I am I, th- I think he's good I think he's definitely a first round rookie pick um I think he's going to be a productive NFL receiver but not possible 101 Six two two hundred one. 201 it's a good size he's got the size but this I know it's a different player I get it but Malcolm Mitchell I I, I think I, maybe it's that fear is that Malcolm Mitchell also had the size, they had the speed. I think Ridley's a better polished receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but Malcolm Mitchell had those huge hands, Chad.
1: He did. Are you getting that calm because they both went to Georgia?
0: Um, I, that's what I think is clouding me. I think so. I'm just thinking of a big athletic receiver from Georgia, and it's bothering me. Mm. I'll admit that. All right. Um, but that being said, I also did make a live trade on podcast, um, so we'll announce it um <laughs> me me and rob did trade i traded Devonte parker and pick 70 for chad 2022 and pick 44 um so <laughs> you can lock that in um chad i hope you are 101 thank you thank you appreciate that dude no problem no problem um so now moving down the list we almost get to my pick which is obviously the most important two picks um i believe do you want me have... to do this
2: one and you can do your two at six and five
0: I think it's a fair trade. Okay, so because I love this guy. So number
2: seven going you to... You do love him. Going it's, to... It's Riggio. Riggio is Hakeem Butler. I, I I don't know statistically if he is the biggest receiver, but he will be the biggest receiver <laughs> taken earlier. Six, six, six two
1: 225. He's a six.
2: monster. <laughs> he is huge. He's ca- I mean, huge catch radius, strong hands, and he's got good speed for a guy that is his size. He averaged 22 yards per catch, so he's not just this throw throw it up and he's getting yards after catch i mean i don't know if you watched the alamo bowl he went ballistic he went nine for 192 and apparently can run a sub 4540 um if you watch his highlights i think if you think of a guy at 6'6 six, six, he's going to be a lot of 50 50 balls he's like wide open in a lot of these catches meaning he's running good routes and getting open despite being a 6'6 six, six, 225 wide receiver so it's going to A lot's going to depend on his 40 and how he does with the combine. Obviously, landing spot. A lot of these guys, it's the same story, combine, landing spot. But I think Butler's upside for a red zone target, for a move-it-down-the-field guy who can get open. I think people question his strength at press coverage. But if he can get over that, again, I, I love seeing, especially guys this size, catching both contested catches. He's made some circus catches over defenders. But also just being a good three yard separation from guys, meaning he's just running better routes and they know how to cover So the Butler, six six Iowa State. Uh, I'm a big fan.
0: I, I don't know why I think like, I get I get the appeal and the upside there. I just for whatever reason I'm skeptical. I think I just continue to think DGB, I know he's a stronger <laughs> stronger <laughs> he, DGB. DGB didn't play was He was nine. six nine, right? He was he was six, six nine but didn't play to six. I nine. thought he was six eleven to six, six, 6 11. Six, right? six 11. Um, Butler plays to that. I, I get the appeal. I get the upside. I'm skeptical. I'll probably end up taking him if I have the picks.
2: All right. So you're on the clock. And if you get these two guys, I think
0: you will be going so be jacked up. If this is how, but the thing is, the draft will probably play this way. So I have four receivers that I really like in this draft. They're all about to be rattled off. And then realistically, I will get one of them because a running back will go in the top five. So I'm either getting RB one and two, or I'm getting one of the big four receivers and a good running back. Love pick five and six. Okay. So number six. Um, so number six, I'm on the clock. I take David Montgomery, who it's a start the season or midway through the season was really in contention for one one with Nikhil Harry before, obviously everything else kind of shook itself up like it always does. But I love Montgomery. He has a pathetic offensive line at Iowa state. Um, he managed to still get yards. Extremely good with the ball in his hands. Obviously, as a running back, he's very elusive. He doesn't have maybe that breakaway speed, but similar to Damian Harris, he can break it off um, on specific runs. Has good vision, can catch the ball. I like him a lot. very, very happy with him at six.
2: Yeah, when you watch him move laterally, he makes – He sheds off a ton of guys. He plants that foot and makes such crisp cuts and makes people whiff. He's a lot of fun to watch. He does, Like you said, doesn't have the breakaway speed. But I don't think – I mean, I guess Alvin Kamara does. I don't want to compare him to Alvin Kamara. But not, not every elite running back is just, like, a burner. You don't need it. You don't need it. And if you – he has enough speed, you know, to, to make plays yeah. work. Um, obviously, if he's an RB1 contention. And I think if he is the first running back taken in a good offense, you're, he's not going to be here at six. Which is fine for you yeah. because you'll get two wide receivers. I'll okay, get my two wide receivers. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know why I think Twitter was down on him for a little bit and I started watching him and I think he's super – I love him.
1: I'm trying to find yeah. that photo where they compare his like attributes to like. Girls. Oh no, I have that. I, 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 I
2: had that queued up actually. So at pick 106, you're going to get the feet of Saquon Barkley, the vision of Le'Veon Bell, the strength of Zeke, and the athleticism of Sony Michelle. all what an absurd line, graphic! "Quote unquote Frankenstein,"
0: David Montgomery, incredible pick. Picks one through five really <laughs> fucked up, including myself. <laughs> I mean, that's just an like, insane graphic. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, jacked up with that pick at 6. So, continuing with the draft, um, after my freak Frankenstein pick at number 6, uh, we're going to go with A.J. Brown, uh, wide receiver at all Miss, six one two thirty. So, a very big receiver as well. I think the big knock on him, because he was one of – I mean, I forgot about him, actually. He was kind of a consensus 101 earlier in the season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, fell off just because he plays inside more than outside. Um, I, I, I don't know why – that's going to discriminate against people or kind of, kind of force him down the list. I think that in today's NFL, the big slot guy is an enormous part of an offense. Even look at like Larry Fitzgerald towards the end of his career, just absolutely dominant. Um, I, I love the pick. I love AJ Brown. If he falls to me, I'm going to be ecstatic. Yeah,
2: and then when Metcalf got hurt, they used him in a variety of packages, and he pretty much succeeded in all of them. But primarily was a slot guy, but that's just because he had a freak and Lodge is also pretty good with him, but I think he, like we alluded to earlier, fits maybe the mold that the NFL is going toward, um, being more of a shifty off the line guy. Not a lot of yards after the catch ability, but he does. He can break tackles. He always seems to fall forward and gain the extra few yards, which is which I like to see. I hate receivers that dance around, moving laterally. Um, can reel really in contested catches. I've seen faster Anquan Bolden comparisons. I don't know if that's fair. But yeah, I, I think pretty, at one point he was going to be the one oh one and to get him a one oh five is is pretty good. Uh so one oh four and according to the DLF, this is the this is the one oh one. Is Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver NC State. Eric is oh pumping boy. Eric is pumping his fist. Oh I boy. think at the time Eric is gonna do whatever he can to trade up to make sure he gets Kevin I've
0: up. been aggressively trying with Cody.
2: If I don't take him one or two. Yeah. But six three, two four team I just wrote down future Mike Thomas. He just reminds me of Mike Thomas and everything he does. He's not off-the-charts athletic, but he does every single thing really, really good. And there's, like, no red flags with his game. And I think Mike Thomas kind of came in and was way undervalued for some of the unathletic traits he may have displayed, despite just being a really good football player and was really dependable. And some can be said that he's in the right system. Maybe he won't succeed as much, but I think Mike Thomas has gone past the... He's a product of Drew Brees, and he's just a really good wide receiver. And I think Calvin Harmon could be that, just a smooth route runner. He makes a lot of adjustments to the ball. The one thing that I saw over and over again and I didn't like is he lets the ball come into his body like every time. He never picks the ball out of the air with his hands. Not every time, but on the majority of the highlights when you watch him catching the end zone on the sideline, he's just catching it kind of into his stomach. Will that Is he strong enough For that in the NFL Maybe I'd like to see him Pick the ball here A little bit with his hands But that's the only And that's kind of Maybe that's not Nick picking That's the only knock I would say That I saw But I think A 104 Right now Could be The biggest steal If we were to do The draft right now Versus how it can end up In four months from now
0: Yeah Agree I I love Calvin Harmon I've definitely seen The Julio comp I don't agree He's that good But I, I love him As a player Like I said Does everything really well Tracks the ball excellently um, I guess my only concern would be if he just becomes the next like Josh Doxson, where he kind of never really pans out. The athleticism's still there; he'll make like a highlight level catch every now and then. Well,
2: Doxson had the injury issues that kind of's been holding him back, now.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying uh, he. I mean, also I guess the quarterback too. So we'll see. I'm interested to see if they draft a the quarterback and he does well. I'm actually excited for Doxson. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's, I think the only other night is,
2: is a guy that Harmon could be going to. Like he,
0: they could be drafting. I would love
2: it. Uh, a wide receiver early
0: and qb you're not gonna have mark sanchez hoping the sanchez starts next year that would be bad <laughs> really horrible yeah. um so i pick 103 continue down the list we have unfortunately Ridge again um making his team better dominating the league being ridge um i just blanked out um so we're going to kill harry um love this pick at 103 um like I said, he could easily be a candidate for 101 or 102, depending on where he goes and how he tests. Um, just big wide receiver can move pretty well. I think he's going to run four-five, mid-four-five, something like that. A lot of people are branding him possibly Treadwell. I think he's I think he's better than Treadwell. I think he's a beast. Um, did very well at Arizona State, um, and uh, I love him in the top three.
2: So I think the reason for the the Treadwell concerns is he doesn't get a lot of separation at all, and that's like a big red flag. For Nikhil Harry, um, people kind of have, like, the Dez Bryant comparisons where Dez was so good that he didn't really need the separation. He'll just jump up and outman you. And that's kind of what Nikhil did in college. I mean, he's a guy that I like because you could throw it to him in the flats, and he's a really good yards after catch guy, like, super strong, super explosive with the ball. So he's not just a jump-up-and-get-it guy, although he is down the field. You can use him in a variety of ways like they did with Dez like even they did with T.O. I'm not comparing to T.O., but just the kind of guy that is a physical guy. You can just throw him the ball right away and let him make something happen with it. He is, I think, the big, like you said, Treadwell, the biggest bust potential of this draft. There's going to be one in every early draft, and I think if we look back, out of all the guys that have the lowest floor, I think it is Nikhil Harry, but a lot of people think that his athleticism and all that will put him over the top for any of the liabilities he has in being able to separate. So we'll see. This he is the we're saying prototypical where the wide receiver is the anti that of the lack of separation. Throw it out to me. I'm going to get this ball type of guy. But if he is the next Dez Bryant, then he'll be great. So until yeah. so his athleticism calms down, which has happened with Dez, and
0: then he couldn't separate
2: at all or be athletic. I mean, I think,
0: I think you have to take him at one hundred three if he's there. one hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. Chad, I thoughts?
1: No, I agree too. He was he was also a guy that was like before college football season even started. He was the guy that everyone was saying twenty nineteen. He's the best receiver in that class out of a loaded receiver class. Yeah. And you know he had a, a you know a year that maybe some people didn't expect, and he's still going one hundred three. So I mean, I th- I think he's still a pretty safe pick at one hundred three. Yep,
2: and it'd be fitting if I got him and had arizona state trio bellage and Nikhil harry that would be it a
0: phenomenal trio yeah phenomenal or a double, trio. Double.
2: i just need to get one more guy no you got horton <laughs> um all right so the last two are me and i'll round it off now you're not going to see this guy go anywhere in the 102 in any of your drafts because they don't know that someone also has 101 and 102 so if no one if everyone had their own picks then i don't think he would go 102 but for me josh jacobs i think will end up being so ideally i go one wide receiver and one running back because running backs are just more of a short thing fantasy and i think when it's all said in john josh jacobs is going to be the wide receiver running back one uh running back alabama we spoke on damian harris earlier i think jacobs reminds me a lot of kamara he doesn't have i mean i'm hyping him up at 102 but he doesn't have quite the hype that montgomery and harris anderson even like holy field and all those other guys i think he's even below those guys on some people's boards i love him i think he's got a tremendous balance tremendous patience behind the line it hits the hole really well makes something out of nothing a lot which i like when plays get blown up he still finds a way like kamara can do to wiggle for three yards he's i, I just love everything about his game even with the lack of production. Um, I'm not really sure what the red flags are about. I guess it just is the production we haven't seen a whole lot. I don't think he's going to be a bell cow as Kamar is not, but I think he's going to be a big play guy that it it won't matter. He'll just going to be a huge playmaker in the NFL. And if he lands with the chiefs, he will be, I think the consensus one-on-one in all of rookie drafts.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you pretty much nailed it with everything you said. Um, three down feature back can catch can outrun you he has breakaway speed um he can break a game open and like i said if he goes to the chiefs that's gonna be obscene um so i mean i i love it i love everything about it
1: chad sorry oh no no i agree too
0: yeah i I just
2: thought watching the national championship game he was just clearly the best running back on on the field
0: yeah he was a lot of fun
2: um i don't care what the stats ended up being i just i just look each eye test obviously eye test um, so maybe I'm over hyping Jacobs I'm definitely the bandwagon on this guy I'm not alone here but you know I think he's more in the 102-103 range for people and my 101 right now is DK Metcalf built in a lab just google image this guy he is a freak 6'4 225 a pure muscle he's benching 100 pounds in the, when he was 4 or 5 he's just a freak freak athlete Huge breakaway speed for a guy his size. I don't know what he's projected around the floor, like four, like four, 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 4 something like that. I don't know when that range. Um the really I mean limited route tree are people's knock on him, but that's because he was also with Lodge and AJ Brown, so they had other experts and other route running ability. I mean, if you're just really good at beating people down the field, we're just gonna keep beating people down the field with you. So I, I think he can learn that. I think he's talented enough to do that. The biggest knock, and Chad, I'm sure you'll see if you look it up, is he had a neck injury this year that that limited his 2018 season. If he clears medical, and for all all the things, I know neck is very scary. It's not like a, I don't know, you don't like rehab for, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just scary. It's when you see someone injures their neck, especially when it puts you out for the season, that's really scary. And I think if he clears everything and he needs to clear, then he'll be, I think, the no-doubt one-on-one obviously if he lands with the bills people may avoid him at one-on-one but i think just pure raw talent and you want to talk about comps he's getting the calvin johnson julio jones upside and i'm not just saying that that's coming from you can look it up that's the upside this guy has that people think he can have so we'll see i think he's a freak and i hope he lands in the right spot i can't see myself not taking him in either one or two and the other pick will just depend if I get a running back or another wide receiver I like. It could be Metcalf and Harmon. I could avoid running back, but I really cannot see myself not taking him one or two, unless all the medical stuff comes back and it's like, he's fucked.
1: He looks like a video game character in these, in he, these he pictures. He looks like
0: Josh Gordon when Josh Gordon came back. I think he's bigger than Josh. Like, his chest is so big. Yeah.
1: And his like, name's DeCaylin Zacharias. Yep.
2: <laughs> like... He's um he's a monster. Yes, it's like he just built him a video game. He's a monster. So, I hope he pans out so bad. I love him so much. So yeah, there's the there's the way too early, 2019 mock. I'm gonna say at least ten of these guys are still in the first round by when it's all said and done. Maybe that's not like the biggest pat in the back, but things will change.
0: Yeah, I, I I say you set the over under at nine. I'm gonna go ten. Okay. Nine and a half. Okay, Nine, That's what I meant. I yeah. always
1: do that. Nine and a half. Chad. Uh, over.
0: All
1: right. We'll see. This class might turn out to be uh as good as the 2014, wide receiver class.
2: We'll see. I think there's some still sneaky good running backs in here too. We, like I said, we didn't even mention some of the other guys that people like Singletary and Henderson and Sanders and Snell, Holyfield. There's like guys that like you know everyone has their college sleepers, and some of them are going to bust but there's still guys that people would argue should be in the first round of a 14 rookie mock draft.
0: There's a lot of tight ends, too. Tig- de- sneaky deep tight end class. A lot of guys to work out for.
1: And don't forget about Matty Mock.
0: <laughs> Matt Mock is, is always in top 10 consideration. Um, he's been in college for quite some time now, so maybe this is the year I take him at 6.
2: <laughs> you should just trade me in 106 for 114, so you can take Mock at 114. And it won't be a big reach.
0: If I take Mock at 6, I think the league will... Probably love me, totally. Uh, but no, uh, great episode, episode forty-three. We're back, we're cruising. Um, any any last notes or closing thoughts? Something that you want to put out on the internet to the world that has your name on it forever?
2: No, I don't know if we're gonna be potting every week. It's kind of things are slowing down. Oh, Super Bowl predictions: Saints over the Patriots.
1: Chad. Um.
2: I'm just assuming we're not going to do another
0: one to Super
1: Bowl. Rams over the Chiefs.
0: I just went opposite of me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like Rams over the Chiefs. Let's just go. Best game of the year. Rams win. Okay. Um. Yeah, so great football <laughs> season. Great uh, fantasy season. Uh, I'll put my hot take out there now. Um, I think Njoku is top top three tight end this year you're making a hot claim in January hot claim in January <laughs> keep, an eye, keep an eye out for him and Joko <laughs> all right. top three fantasy tight end in our league alright all what you're asking me for a hot take what uh, I thought you said my name
1: no I said alright alright
0: all yeah. right, cool yeah. well that's gonna do it for this edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast um, Chad you wanna hit him with Twitter before we uh, say goodnight
1: yeah at Elite Dynasty Pod you know where it's at
0: at EFB 40, hit me up. Nope. Give me some parking. Good night. Cheers. Later.